as I was meeting with the family and as we were going over these preparations, one of the family members had a devotional book that she's been going through. And it just so happens that the day after Margaret's death on May 17th, the intro to that particular devotional that day was extremely meaningful. And she asked that I share it with every one of you. And the intro says this, Out of every season of grief or suffering, when the hand of God seemed heavy or even unjust, new lessons for living were learned. New resources of courage were uncovered. That finally, inescapably, the conviction came that God does move in a mysterious way His wonders to perform. She found that extremely comforting. I thought it very appropriate as we go to our text this afternoon. Chapter It's very familiar to most of you, usually in conjunction with weddings, but extremely appropriate for a funeral. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This is God's Word. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies... They will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. This is God's Word. I did not have the privilege of meeting Margaret. And I shared with the family right before the service that I have enjoyed thoroughly getting to know her through her, the testimony of her friends the last couple days. I sent out very quick voicemails and emails and texts and phone calls to just get, help me get to know this woman. And what I received was far more than I imagined. They've spoken about her. They've shared stories together. Lots and lots of stories of laughter. Lots and lots of smiles seemed to follow every time I asked about Margaret. What a wonderful, neat person she was. I wish I had gotten to know her as you guys do. 
Margaret, I have been told by several people, could take you into the very presence of God, it seemed, through her beautiful piano playing and her heavenly voice. In all styles of music, but especially beloved over and over again, I heard was her playing of hymns. Her family and her friends went on and on about listening to her play hymns. Apparently, Margaret could also make you laugh at the drop of a hat. It seems that, like her father Bill, she loved to make others laugh. And mirth just flowed from her, naturally. Before my time as pastor of Trinity, long before my time, Margaret was a committed member of Trinity. But more important than where her membership was, she was a clear disciple of Jesus Christ. She knew her Redeemer. She had the fruit of love and joy in her life to prove it. But, as many of you know, that story of love and joy, that story of mirth and music, was not how the story of the last decade or so of her life ended. Margaret had a life riddled with hardships. In trying to deal with those hardships, she fell into addictions. There were moments of victory. There were many more periods of defeat. And her struggle with addiction became a major part of her life. And because of her fall into addiction and her prolonged struggle with it, and because that addiction cut short her life, all that Christian testimony stuff seems distant. Her faith in Jesus Christ seems questionable. There are many of you who are here right now who are sitting in this room who are afraid that the gates of heaven are closed to her because of those addictions. There are some of you here out of protection for your children and to scare them into living right want me to close the gates of heaven to her because of her struggles with addiction. And there are some of you here who think it really doesn't matter. There is no heaven. All we have is this life, and Margaret's now gone. And I'm so glad to be able to tell all three of those groups, you could not be more incorrect. You are so wrong. The gospel of Jesus Christ is way bigger than any addiction. And the promise of the resurrection is bigger than your doubt and your fear. Margaret was held by a strong gospel and she has tasted that redemption. She has tasted that resurrection. I've chosen this passage of Scripture, this famous love chapter from the New Testament, because when when a Christian makes lifestyle choices as Margaret did and then is consumed by those choices, we need to be reminded of God's love in Jesus Christ. I want to zoom in on one verse in the middle of this chapter, verse 7, that tells us love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. This is a powerful view of love. This is a view of love the Hallmark Company will frankly never understand. All those little cherubs and their heart-shaped arrows in the middle of last month will never get. This is a love that is strong and firm and steadfast. It's a love that Margaret had for others. The testimony I received over and over because she was anchored in that love herself. 
Even in the midst of her struggles, this love held on to her when she could not hold on to it. Margaret knew that her Creator God loved her with this kind of strong love. Because her life had a collision with the Gospel of Jesus Christ in whom we see that love is strong and firm, steadfast and real. See, the kind of love that bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. See, that love of God for sinners, it bears all things. Even when His born-again children fall under their struggles, the love of God in Jesus Christ endures those things. Even when His born-again children are consumed by their struggles, it bears all things. And we can have hope in that kind of love because the Gospel is bigger than our struggles. In the Gospel, we are told that we are more sinful, we are more selfish, we are more evil than we like to think about. But the love of Jesus Christ bears up that sin and selfishness. Margaret knew that love. In the Gospel, when we confess faith in Jesus Christ, God gives us a new heart so we can believe His promises. Margaret knew that love. See, Christianity is not about being good enough to earn heaven, and so if you struggle, you're disqualified. No. The Gospel is not living the kind of life that God appreciates, and so He says, good job, here, have heaven. No. We can't earn God's love. We can only receive it by grace. And once we have received it, He holds on to us way more than we hold on to Him. There is not a Christian in this room who does not struggle with sin. There is not a Christian in this room who has been defeated by sin. All of us in here struggle with something. And our only hope is in the love of God through Jesus Christ that bears all things. Margaret's struggle was more public, perhaps, more damaging to her body, perhaps, but not any more evil than our struggles. And in the Gospel, she and us are held so close in the adoption of God our Father that in the darkest trials of our life, in those times when we know we cannot make it, in those times when we do fail under our struggles, when we hate ourselves, when we've hurt others, we are held by a love that can endure all things. Or as verse 8 says, a love that never ends. Margaret knew that love. And so we're here today to rejoice in the grace of God in the Gospel, specifically as we saw it in the life of Margaret. Not a fluffy, feel-good love. But this is a real, strong, gritty, thick love that endures through addiction. A love that brings hope in all things. Margaret knew that love. And hear me, especially you beloved family members, that love has brought her to a place where she no longer struggles with her addiction. She is free and she is whole. She is utterly fulfilled in the presence of her Heavenly Father. The best parts of her story have yet to be written. 
The struggles she has had in this life are barely even the prelude to the incredible story that God plans to write with her for eternity because love never ends. That is the promise of eternity that's offered to all who place their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And so as we rejoice in this power of God's love, as we think on that love that has led to the ultimate victory in Margaret's life, I ask you, do you know that kind of love? Is your life so grounded in a strong, thick love that whatever happens, whatever failures and struggles get the best of you, whatever circumstances challenge you, you can bear all things, can endure all things, and have hope because you know the love of Jesus Christ that never ends. The grave is a reality for every single one of us in this room. It is coming. Your family will be in something like this someday. Will you be anchored in hope and love so that your family, like Margaret, will be sad, but there will also be laughter and smiles because of the hope of Christ? Or will your family be in despair because they have no hope? You can have the same anchor of hope that Margaret had in this life. Forget about all that church stuff. Forget about all that, just live a good life stuff and simply place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as a struggling sinner that needs help. Believe on Him as the resurrected Lord who conquered death and sin. Ask Him to give you this love and He will. And you can have this hope. You can have this love. And you will see that it never ends. Would you please pray with me? Gracious God and Heavenly Father, You are the Lord of life. You dwell in eternity. You are the love that never ends. And You have planted into our hearts the faith and the hope which look beyond this life to another, even a heavenly country. And we give thanks to You today, Father, for the bright and shining light of eternity that is Jesus Christ. He has shown us the promise of heaven. He has called us into His kingdom that is not of this world so that our life may be ever richer in things that do not pass away. Raise us up, Lord, by the power of Your Spirit from the death of sin to a life of righteousness. Prepare us to follow Christ in hope and in trust through the darkness of the grave into the world of light where He leads us to Your very presence. Give us again, gracious Father, a sure and certain hope of eternal life when we need that hope right now in facing the death of a loved one. Help us to believe that Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. Father, we pray that You would send Your Spirit, even in this moment, to comfort those who mourn. We pray that the promises of Your Gospel would provide deep 
firm comfort in our heart. That we would trust in your promise that to live is Christ, but to die is gain. That to depart and be with Christ is much better. That there is a place waiting for us that Margaret has tasted where there shall be no more suffering, no more pain, no more tears. Where at your right hand are promised fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Lord, would you help us to believe that? Help us to remember the shortness of our own lives, the uncertainty of our own lives, that we might come and make peace with you through Jesus Christ in the Gospel. Let us not harden our hearts, but turn to You in faith. Help us to remember and believe that the death of Your dear Son destroyed and defeated death. And that His resting in the tomb for three days sanctified those who rest in the tomb waiting for the resurrection. Oh, Father, we bring You glory for the hope of this resurrection, which we see only dimly. But we know that Margaret now sees clearly. Oh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, oh, we give You thanks for Your victory over death and the grave. And we beg that You would hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.